Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today, it's a person who is set in his ways and hates the youth. Mike, no! To me, my X-Men. Yes, well, are you ready to... To, to hate today's youth and think they do everything bad. Ugh, I just, ugh, millennials, am I right? <laughs> ugh. Uh, all those uh, tw- late 20s to uh, four, uh, 30 years old. Ugh. Uh, they're ruining everything. Even so though many avocados. Just, ugh. ugh. I can't be racist anymore, apparently. Ugh. Well, apparently it's too. Apparently it's bad for me to sexually harass people now. Ugh. Ugh. Sexual <laughs> harassment's so unPC. Apparently. Ugh. Speaking of someone who would probably say something to that op- opinion, <laughs> Turner D. Century. <laughs> so, who do you think Turner D. Century is? I don't know, but I want to meet him so bad. <laughs> you will. I love it. It's the only time I'm just like. I want the uh, I want Paul F. Tompkins to play a character. The only time I've ever like said that. Uh, but who who do you think Turner D. Century is? Like, give it, give me give me an idea. I mean, now all I can think about is Paul F. Tompkins. So, well, that's one of the things you will think about. But like, what what's his deal? What's his powers? What's his time deal? travel? Probably, or he's immortal. Maybe is he like a Vandal Savage type? That would make him, um, what's, what's the right word? Uh, Old. viable oh. as a villain. No, but here's true. Here's Turner D century. Oh boy. I mean, that's more Vincent price than, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, but yeah. What's I would like? say, imagine Vincent price in a straw boater and a very, um, Mark Twain esque green suit. With a yeah. light blue umbrella. Yeah, and he, you know, he has loafers on, pretty much, with spats over him. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. You know, spats, you don't see that often. Nowadays. I mean, you do see, if you watch Scrooge McDuck, you see him all the time. But That know. show also has Paul F. Tompkins in it. Yes, but I really want Paul F. Tompkins to play Turner D. Century. It's I something. Can see it. I can see that, yeah. yeah. I like Paul so, F. Tompkins. I like him a lot. Okay. I it sounded, like, you, the way you said that you wanted him to be in it, it sounded like you did not like him. This was the only time you'd ever say you wanted him in something. Well, no, no. This is the only <laughs> time I saw a character who I'm just like, this is yeah. Tom, Paul F. Tompkins. Yes. Because Vincent Price is dead, definitely Paul F. Tompkins. Yes. I mean, he's a little bit more round. A little bit more round, but I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Uh, so, his real name is Clifford F. Michaels. <laughs> His name, I mean, his occupation is Reformer Vigilante. Uh, His identity is publicly known. He is a citizen of the United States with a criminal record. No other alias. He was born in Hardy Estate, Marin, California. So, you know, he's a rich person. Mm -hmm. And uh, his place of death was Bar with No Name, Medina, California. I mean, Medino County. Uh, and no known survivors, no group affiliation, and they do not put his marital status on there here. He first appeared in Spider-Woman number 33 
in December 1980. Uh, yesterday's villain. Good lord. And I'm gonna send this one to you. It's a pretty good one. But this is a this is a pretty good cover. Cover. There's uh, Wonder Woman. Not Wonder Woman. Oh, I say that. Boy. Spider. So so it's Spider Woman. It's yesterday's villain. And right underneath that, he's a real blast from the past. <sighs> and it's just like, and Wonder Woman's being shot with a laser out of like a sepia tone. Yeah, it looks uh, like he's running photograph. a tandem penny farthing. He no, he's wearing it. He's he's a, tend- a tandem bike. No, I know. But just he, the front wheel is so big, you'd think it's like a penny farthing. It's not, but I will say this does follow the the era's um, need to have a female character where you can see both her ass and her boobs. Yes, I mean, of course. I mean, how else are you supposed to draw a woman? I'm more interested in what is clearly a 65-year-old John Lennon here on the left-hand side. There's a picture yeah. of him. Yeah, it's just, it's a good it's a good cover for the most part. Uh, I like it. It's just I like the idea of someone pointing a uh, umbrella outside of a uh, photograph and shooting someone with a laser. It's pretty good. But yeah, so um, he, then he the, his final appearance was in Captain America issue number. 30, sorry, issue number 319. Uh, the eccentric criminal who calls himself Turner D. Century was actually Clifford F. Michaels, the son of a chauffeur to a millionaire, a Morgan Mac, uh, McNeil Hardy. Hardy was one of the men most respected for building San Francisco as a major city after the 1906 fire and owned a considerable amount of the property there. Disturbed by what he viewed as the city's uh, moral decline in the sixteen uh, in the sixties, Hardy led a political movement against the alleged smut. <laughs> the alleged oh. smut is my favorite uh, leftist <laughs> punk band. Upon the failure of this movement, Hardy sold his property in San Francisco and retired to his vast estate in <clears throat> Marin, California. There, Hardy raised Clifford Michaels, the orphan son of his late chauffeur, and the young Michaels came to regard Hardy as his surrogate father. Hardy, now quite elderly, retreated into his fantasies about what he considered the idyllic America at the turn of the century. Hardy kept Michaels sheltered from exposure of the world beyond his estate and taught him the moral outlook that many Americans held in the early de- uh, years of the 20th century. Oh, good. Young Michaels watched in awe as Hardy had a life-size model of a turn-of-the-century cent- town constructed within his enormous mansion and populated, uh, populated with wax figures. Hardy also taught Michaels that much of his considerable mechanical expertise it was Hardy's hope that Michaels would succeed where he himself failed in returning and restoring an old-time moral values in San Francisco. See, honestly, the fact that Turner D. Century wasn't his actual name lessens this character for me because that's the kind of batshit 
name that they would have used. So then he could be like turn of the turn decentry, whatever, like Turner decentry is the kind of gymnastics comics go through to name a character. So that then their weird superhero name makes more sense. Well, I mean, it makes <clears throat> some sense that he would call, call himself that. Well, I mean, like, like in um, the flash <laughs> rainbow Raiders name is Roy G. Bivolo. Like, of course, yeah, but I just said he was also, Created in the Bronze Age and not like the eighties. No, I know. I'm just saying that like Turner D Century sounds like the name that they would have come up with for the actual character and not this is my villain name and my real name is whatever boring Michaels. Clifford Michaels is very it's obvious. It's obvious that it's like an old timey name. Only old racist people have the name Clifford. Look, Jesse, including the big red dog. Jesse, you and I have done countless episodes of OK Crusader together, and that is the most buck wild thing I've ever heard you say. That Clifford Michaels makes sense based on who he becomes because it's an old timey sounding name. Yeah, and everyone with the name Clifford is racist, including the big red dog. Ooh, hot takes. <laughs> I mean, just saying, you don't see a lot of brown people around Clifford. I'm just going to let that one go. I don't want Okay, so as a Michael. Sorry, as an adult. <laughs> and as a Michael. Are you, do, do, I have to, do I have to apologize for Clifford Michaels because my name is Michael? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> yes. Is yes, that why I've it. been asked on for this villain? <laughs> no, I, I do like this villain. Like, I do actually like this villain. So as an adult, Michaels ventured into San Francisco dressed as a man from the first of the decades from the first decades of this century, it called himself Turner D. Century. <sighs> according to his, uh, according to the plan, he and Michaels devised, Century would begin giving speeches around the city about the alleged moral decline of the modern times. The news media gave Century a great deal of coverage uh, regarding him as a colorful eccentric and made him to appear to be a hero when he began taking vigilante action against small-time criminals. Yeah, see? I'm... Alright, see? Stop stop rubbing those mom and pops. You're gonna get a knuckle sandwich, fella. You need to stop <laughs> doing all these boners over here. And- <laughs> <laughs> you better stop doing all these boners, or I'm gonna pop you one on the nut. Yeah! <laughs> Women shouldn't be allowed to vote. Eh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, However, Century decided that if people of the contemporary time could not be saved, he decided to abandon the plan that he devised with Hardy. Century decided to wreak devastation. uh, As as did the uh, fire of 1906 did. <laughs> so that Hardy could build a new morally superior San Francisco. Century began burning down any place that he that did not meet his standard of moral <laughs> purity, including bars, rock clubs, and adult movie theaters. Century <laughs> believed that the people he held responsible for spreading moral corruption must be killed. As well as the allegedly Im- as ooh, 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 I'm about to end this sentence bad. Okay. As well as the members of the originally impure races. Hence, Century began terrorizing 
San Francisco's Chinatown as he killed soon he killed dozens of San Francisco residents. Now, here's where the bad is uh, is breaking. Yeah, I my brain was like, okay, when Jesse's done with his next bit, just start riffing on that in the voice. But then I was like, you know what? We're just gonna let that one go. <laughs> just, just, I, I just, because uh, like, I, you know, you know, it was gonna come up. You know, it was gonna come up. Anyone around the turn of the century did not like those impure races, which, aka, <clears throat> the whites, but also not those Italians or Irish people. You know the real right whites. I mean, I guess Not the best dirty I, whites. The safest I feel is like forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. But the original Spider Woman battled Century and cr- tracked him down to the Hardy Estate, where uh, where they fought again. Uh, Spider Woman told Hardy what Century was doing, and Hard- Hardy shocked asked Century to cease his campaign of terror. Century. Then used a flamethrower within his umbrella to battle Spider-Woman. As a result, the Hardy Mansion was now aflame. Believing Century had ruined his dreams of a moral return for San Francisco. Hardy wanted to die in the fire. Century said he loved Hardy too much to let him die alone. Spider-Woman escaped the conflagration. Believing that both Hardy and Century had perished in it. Although Hardy did indeed die in the fire, Century escaped. Century went to New York City, where he considered it to be a city of decadence, where he intended to activate his invention, the Time Horn, <laughs> uh, which would, which he claimed would unleash an ultrasonic wave that would attack anyone. Uh, sorry, that would attack the central nervous system of everyone under the age of 65, killing them. As a result, only people born in what Century considered the more morally upright times would be left alive in New York. We'll call it the baby boom. Hey. Well, this would have been before the baby boom. This would have been more like the silent generation. Oh, so silent but deadly. Okay. Sentry opposed and defeated Spider-Man and Dominic Fortune. One of my favorite heroes. As it turned out, Sentry Horns did not function as he intended. And it did no more to induce, like, temporary unconsciousness. Sentry uh, was convicted and sent to a mental institution, which he soon escaped to his own bewilderment. <laughs> like that's just like are they just gonna let me walk out wait i'm still walking out aren't you guys gonna stop me okay i guess wait you left me a car just running i guess i'll leave here's my dem- i played on leaving i played on staying at this hotel like if you want to get me when I was in middle school, we took this, we took a quiz about the states, like which, like they gave us a blank map way to fill in which state was where. And this one kid just yelled and announced to the teacher, I don't know this. And the teacher didn't respond. He goes, okay, like I'm going to cheat. And the teacher didn't say anything. He goes, okay, I'm going to cheat. And so he pulled out <laughs> the book that he had with like all this, like the map with the states on them. And at one point while filling it out, while looking at it, he announced, I'm cheating like to the <laughs> teacher. And I feel like that was the century's plan of like, as he's escaping, he's like, I'm escaping jail. Okay. Like, 
Does anybody notice that I'm escaping? Like, I'm supposed to try to do this, but you're supposed to stop me. I am still walking. I'll have you know, Warden, I'm going to break out of jail. Like, I'm going to do it. Okay, I'm breaking out of jail. Like, I'm breaking out of jail currently, Warden. Is anybody paying attention? He found himself considered an outlaw and forced to associate with other criminals. Learning that the various costume criminals that has been have been mur- murdered by the mysterious Scourge, Sentry agreed to participate in a meeting of one of the secret bars with no name. Which where the gathering, which were the gathering places for costume criminals, in order to, to plan a strategy for dealing with Scourge. However, Scourge himself attended, disguised as a bartender, and Slaughter turned to Decentry and all the other criminals present. That's it. That's probably about as much as he yeah. deserved. <clears throat> so he's six one, weighs one eighty five, has blue eyes, black hair. He has a human strength. I mean, he has normal human strength of someone who does moderate exercise. He wields a flamethrower concealed in a umbrella. And he also rode a bike that could fly through the air of with unknown means. Huh. Um, now, I have a question for you. Are they still dead? Is he still dead? Yes. No, he showed up last month in Superior Spider-Man. In what? Superior Spider-Man. Superior, okay. Basically, um, the the hood rose a bunch of the Scourge's victims from the dead. Hmm. And he was one of them. Interesting. Well, Marvel, I actually already have some ideas, so give me a call. I'll write you a uh, <laughs> Turner D. Century one-shot. I want him to show up in like like one of the shows, maybe yeah. like not a movie, but one of the shows. Well, um, so like the show because it's really just Agents of Shield at this point, isn't it? Well, they're going to be releasing like fifteen shows. Oh yeah, that's true. Within the next year on Disney, I mean on Disney Plus, he's going to be. It's I can't believe he's showing up in WandaVision. Like what a choice! Oh, I that would be interesting. We showed up in WandaVision. Actually, that would make a lot of sense, because I guess it's like her trying to discreetly rebuild Vision in the suburbs, so. Or you could have him show up in the, uh, the Runaways, somehow. Mm. Be interesting. You know, have like a fun episode between all the teen drama. Call them dis- de- degenerates, and, and puke at the side of a girl kissing another girl. That's pretty much it, so what do you have to plug? Uh, yeah, I have a podcast with my friend and co-host Madison Jones called The Equalizers, where we take movies that never got a sequel or a prequel, either because they're very good and they don't need one, or they're very bad and they don't deserve one, and we give them to them. Um, as you're listening to this, most likely, our most recent episode is still The Avengers, where I took, I think, 24 of our films, and I forged them into a shared cinematic universe and created an Avengers team, but we spelled with an E instead of an A, exactly like in our show. Um, and you can find us pretty much everywhere online uh, where podcasts are found and on social media by searching The Equalizers. And we spell it E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in sequel. Uh, we will be coming back from hiatus hopefully soon with um, Madison's pitch for a sequel to Dude, Where's My Car? 
which oh. I challenged them to do as a choose your own adventure, much like Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Or, or the original one, uh, Final Destination, I think, 4. Sure. I just, yeah. when the challenge was issued, it had, Bandersnatch had been out for about a month. And the idea of making Madison do a movie like Dude, Where's My Car? Have a sequel that was a choose your own adventure. I thought sounded like a lot of fun for me personally. <laughs> well, you basically challenged him to write a Dude, Where's Your Car? A, a choose your own adventure book, mm -hmm. which you get to play. Yeah, exactly. And we have recorded that episode and it is wild. Uh, okay, well. I can't wait. I also do. Uh, I also do a second podcast with my friend and co-host uh, Jackson Eflin. I did not forget their name at all for a second there, uh, where we watch the 1980s Sherlock Holmes TV series from the Granada uh, Company, and we read the stories and we talk about it. Um, we're on a kind of a bit of a hiatus because my life went through some upheaval. Nothing serious, just a few job changes, but. Um, We'll be back soon with the Musgrave Ritual, and then after that, we'll be an episode Jesse uh, guested on, which was The Man with the Twisted Lip. And let me tell you, it, it was a ride, I guess, I and was also told, not that good of a story. I was told, quote, it went places, dot, 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 gay places, dot, 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 gases. So, gases, yes. Um we had to we had to fill the content up by adding another hour of talking about gay yes, stuff. I I was on I we did this show for about an hour and then I had to leave and I told them if they had things they wanted to talk about they could continue without me and according to Jackson they talked for another full hour. <laughs> so My name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters where I talk about cryptids in similar detail. I also have another podcast called uh, Limited Theories where I talk about uh, limited, mostly Marvel series, issue by issue with my friend Rob. Um, if you want to see the pictures of people we're talking about, uh, go to at Alphabet Flight uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, this has been Alphabet Flight and justice is served. Bye! Bye! Bye.